Hello and welcome back to Collector and Son. I'm one of your hosts, John, and with me as always is my old man. This is Bob, the Collector. And in his contract now, we are obligated to do this. (laughs) I like it. Every time we announce the The Collector. collector. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in today's episode, we're going to be taking a look back and uh, looking into my origin story i know we've teased it a few times here about me being in a wheelchair and everything so if you're at all curious as to why i'm in a wheelchair and maybe how i've been privileged for being in a wheelchair which sounds like an odd thing to say uh stick around and listen to this next half hour of great podcasting from the collector and son so without further ado dad why don't we uh open this box all right sounds good all right so um, as many of you know, my name is John and, uh, I'm 26 years old and, um, my life has been interesting to say the least. I was born, uh, three months premature, yeah. um, and unfortunately have cerebral palsy. However, I like to think that I am, uh, pretty lucky in the fact that it's my, it only slightly affects me, and I'm still able to get around. Um, you know, I've met other people with cerebral palsy who aren't as lucky and are more sedentary uh, in their chairs where I, I'm able to get up and move around a little bit. But mm-hmm. I also consider myself to be lucky because cerebral palsy has opened many doors for me in my life, especially when it comes to meeting uh, certain individuals that have been sports stars, uh, whether that be Harmon Killebrew or Latroy Hawkins or Edinger Dardo, um, mainly twin players here, but just mm-hmm. to name a few. Uh, so uh, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think that um, to give a little bit of background as to what happened, uh, your due date, you were supposed to be born in November of 1994 uh, in Beginning of August, my wife and I, uh, we took a mini vacation to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan um, and spent a weekend there. And on our way back, we drove through Green Bay, stopped in Green Bay, stopped and visited. I was, of course, as everybody knows, a huge Packer fan, so uh, visited the Hall of Fame there. Um, on our way back, uh, my wife went into labor, so three months hmm. premature. You could almost say that I I wanted to be born in the Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame. (laughs) That's what we always say, (laughs) that you were so excited to, you know, that you wanted to see what was going on at the Hall of Fame and say you were born in Green Bay. Of course. (laughs) Um, But we made it to um, about midway through Wisconsin, rushed home, uh, which was, and went to the nearest hospital, which was in St. Paul, Minnesota. And my wife uh, stayed in the hospital for, um, you weren't born for a couple days. but you were born, uh, you know, a couple of days later on August 8th. So again, three months premature, you were two pounds and a quarter ounce when you were born. And that's pretty small. Yeah. And you were in the hospital for, oh boy, I'd say uh, about two months uh, before you gained enough weight, which was like about four and a half pounds or something before you could go home. You could argue that I've spent more time in hospitals than I have my, my own home yeah. growing up. Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah, so, you know, with that came, um, we had doctor's appointments continually, you know, for the first couple of years, 
just to follow up and see what was uh you know what your outcome was going to be so right. i'm sure you don't remember any of that but yeah it was I quite, <laughs> quite a few uh you know different appointments and at the age of two is when the diagnosis came in that you had cerebral palsy um so it was some you know damage to the brain and it's pretty uh general you don't know exactly what the outcome was but the specialist that we had seen said it would uh, mainly just affect your legs which it has um and so you haven't been able to walk normally you can you know as you mentioned you get around in a wheelchair in most cases if it's long distance but you can um, walk short distances um and when you were young you used a walker yeah. as well yeah and i like i said I've spent a lot of time in hospitals, whether that be from an early age, um, like you said, being in the hospital for about two months uh, until I was able to finally go home. Or if it's my surgery that I had when I was six, I had this thing called a dorsal rhizotomy. And to be honest with you, uh, people at home, I am not really sure what it is. <laughs> I just know they cut open my back and yeah, they did some in, things. Got into your into your spine and did some things that would... Um, you know, the, the thought is that it would uh, allow you to be able to walk better as an adult, you know, in your future, and which I think it has. I mean, like you said, you are able to get around uh, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said. At home, I, you can move around and mm -hmm. you don't need your wheelchair at home. But if you're out and about, yeah, you need your wheelchair or Yeah, I or just something. like to, to joke around with people and tell them that I'm lazy and I really can walk. But no, yeah. that's not true. Right, and... um. Yeah, I don't know if we want to tell a little bit of the story of the dorsal rhizotomy and who you got to meet while in the hospital. Yeah, um, let's get into it. That's what uh, the people are here for. And so I go back a year before that. Uh, the Minnesota Twins had a um, have an annual thing, a Twins Fest in the in the middle of the winter. Um, and at the Twins Fest, they had a um, a Jeopardy type contest, and I was one of the contestants. And fortunately, I won uh, this trivia contest. Um, this game and the winner got season tickets to the, the twin season. So, you remember that? I don't. So that's how it all got started. That's then. all got started. So we actually had really good seats behind, um, oh, between home and first base. But if you knew the twins back in 1999, they were bad. Era, they were pretty bad. Um, the seats were it was in the Metrodome, and they were always pretty crowded around there because they were the good seats. You right. being a five-year-old with a lot of energy uh, <laughs> didn't like to sit still, um, so we found a spot over by the left field um, corner where the bullpen, the home bullpen, is situated mm -hmm. at the Metrodome, and we sat down there. There was nobody there. We had pretty much a whole section to ourselves, and you got to meet some of the players. Do you remember them? Uh, Latroy Hawkins. Yep. Eddie Gardardo. Yep. Hector Carrasco. Yep. Uh, just ben Sampson was one guy that I think he lasted about a year with the Twins. But these were all guys that you got to meet, and they know you, knew you. You know, would be at almost every game. Mm -hmm. You know, you were a kindergartner or first grade, whatever. So it's not like we had to worry about schoolwork. So we'd be at most of the games, and we'd visit with them for you know hour before the game, even during the game. You know, we'd, we'd talk to them if um, between yeah. innings, whatever. So that, that was great. We got to meet those guys. And um, so getting to know them, um, we got to know them pretty well. And they, they really were interested in you and uh, what was happening with you, with your surgeries and doctor's appointments. Right. 
And we told them at the next Twins Fest that you're having this big surgery. And um, they were kind enough in terms of um, Latroy Hawkins and his wife came up to visit you in the hospital. I remember that. You remember that? Yep. You remember what you talked to him about? Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm guessing so, ba- something about baseball. Yeah, of course, it was all baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so you were back then uh, pretty much a sponge for anything baseball-related information. And you could read off and you could name that. You know, I'd say, okay, who's wearing number whatever for the Twins? And you'd know it right away or oh, you know, yeah. the opposing teams. And um, so you got to know Latroy pretty good. He's at the hospital with his wife. They're visiting you. And lo and behold, Harmon Killebrew makes a visit, which we didn't know that he was coming up to visit. Right. And, of course, Harmon knew Latroy Hawkins since he's a, a pitcher for the Twins. And they start talking and Latroy introduces you to, to Harmon and, you guys talk, and Harmon just seemed to, you know, right away, you guys bonded yeah, over baseball. And from that point on, you and Harmon became very close. He um, definitely many, many instances that I remember of hanging out with Harmon and, get, you know, just how much of a kind individual he was. Same with Detroit, oh, obviously. Yeah, they were both great. But, um, for example, I remember... One time I was invited, I was lucky enough to be invited to Harmon Killebrew's 65th birthday yep. party. And I remember I was, I don't remember how old I was. Um, mm, good question. I think it was that same summer, so you're probably like six or seven. Mm. Well, I remember I was sitting down at the table and we were, we had this great meal in front of us. However, I wasn't too keen on steak for some reason. I'm a huge, <laughs> huge fan of steak, but... For that, for that, some reason, uh, that day I wasn't feeling it. And I remember Kirby Puckett was there, um, obviously another Twins legend, and he came up to me and he told <laughs> me to eat my steak. So, of course, <laughs> you remember, yeah. if, if Kirby Puckett tells you to eat your steak, you've got to do it. So yeah. I, I ate my steak. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty cool night. Yeah, yeah. so you got to uh, be there for Harmon's 65th birthday party. It was in uh, Minneapolis. Um, Bob Casas was there. He was the MC slash host. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. You got to meet him. He signed a baseball to you saying to John, a great baseball mind or something like that. Best of luck, Bob Costas. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember that? Um, I, I do remember some of this, not all of it, obviously, but there are definitely some flashball memories that stick <laughs> out in my head. Yeah. So, you know, you, you got to meet, um, Harmon, you did commercials with him as well. They yeah, did some, I remember the commercial. Um, it was always for a charity, you know, for the, the local hospital, Gillette Hospital. You used hospital. to be able to find a picture of Harmon and myself. If you would Google my name, mm-hmm. it would come up on Google images of me and Harmon. And I was in my chair. I must have been about six, and I was doing some goofy face. And I remember I would always find that in junior high, uh, and show all the kids, like, look, see, I, I, I know Harmon Killebrew. Like, right. And they're like, that's not you. I'm like, I don't know how to Photoshop yet, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and that, and um, Harmon was always so generous with his time and yeah, always asked us about how you were doing and took the time to sign something. And we felt kind of bad because, you know, we'd go to these um, different events and Harmon would be there. If it was a golf tournament, you know, you'd, you'd be there to help out and be the spokesperson for the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you had a baseball, Harmon would sign it for you. And I remember talking to one of the people and saying, you know, we feel kind of bad always asking Harmon for an autograph. And she goes, no, he's honored. 
you know, anytime that somebody would come up to him and ask him for an autograph, he's actually honored that you would be interested in getting yeah. his autograph. And that's a really cool and I feel like a really rare thing, yeah, especially so. in today's day and age. And if anybody has seen Harmon's autograph, it's it is. absolutely perfect. It's a beautiful autograph. Yep. You can read every single letter. Yep, he really takes his time. Yep. So that was always great. So we actually have you know quite a few Harmon baseballs and some bats and a couple jerseys that mm-hmm. that he signed for us over the years. And you know, going going in more on the Latroy side of things, mm-hmm. I remember um, always going around to different ballparks to visit him we, mm-hmm. we joined the LaJoy Hawkins fan club while he was with the twins right and yeah. um just a great guy I mean yeah you've heard stories about him too that the the fan club that <laughs> there was something in the paper where um one of the fan club members I think he was like 17 years old and he was going to prom he didn't have a car and he asked LaJoy can I use your BMW for my date and LaJoy said oh sure that's, that's <laughs> amazing believe that. that's awesome <laughs> And I know recently LaTroy received some votes for the MLB Hall of Fame. Not enough to stay on the ballot, but he did receive some. And I think that's a testament to not only how great of a pitcher he was, but how great of a person he is. And yeah, those are the type of people that you want in the Hall of Fame. Genuinely a, a, just a great, great yes. human being. He, um, you know, he's one of the few people, I don't know how many have actually done it, but, you know, he was in the league for like 20 years. Yep. But he has a save against every team in the major leagues, which really? is amazing. I don't know how many other players, if there's That's, maybe one or two other ones that have done that. Yeah. His last one, I think, came against the Twins. <laughs> <laughs> not sure the last team he pitched for, but um, maybe it was Toronto. I'm not sure. But I think he got a, he I got a save, against, it was a, got a save I, against the Twins. I, I think I, that was the last one he needed. Yeah. I remember he was traded to Toronto um, back in the day when I was still in college and we kind of were like, oh, man, because they were they were going all in. And we thought yeah. maybe this would be the year. Because I know he pitched in the World Series for the Rockies. The Rockies, yep. Stupid Boston had to win. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we thought maybe this would be the year that he would win the World Series and Toronto kind of didn't, didn't live up to the expectation of their big swing. Yeah. Trade. yeah. But through the years, you know, you, you saw him in Chicago when he played with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. You um, – you know, Latroy invited you down to sit in the dugout. To um, you sat with Sammy Sosa Sammy before Sosa, a game, going into the locker room <laughs> and meeting Nomar Garcia Parra. Right. Yeah, he was very, very uh, protective of his hair. He was constantly <laughs> combing it. I don't I, remember that? That's another <laughs> memory that. that I have. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, just a, just a great guy. Yeah. So you know, throughout all those years, as you mentioned, you know, yeah, you have cerebral palsy. You um, have difficulty walking of course you use a wheelchair to get around um so a lot of difficulties through your life with that um a lot of struggles you know when you were in college i remember you telling us stories about getting stuck in the snow oh yeah in the wheelchair and the snowplow person had to stop <laughs> get out the snowplow to get you across the street because you were stuck in the middle of the street yeah in a snowstorm so i mean you had a lot of those struggles i mean but you know you had some great experience as well getting to meet these people um you know, so so that's pretty amazing. But in the end, I mean, I don't know. This is you know your life. If would you trade is all it that worth the trade off to be able to run and jump and play a game of basketball with the kids for one day? Would it be worth it? Would you trade it all for, for one that? day? No. And if if it was if the offer was, could I trade it now to where I would be quote unquote normal? 
today um, for the rest of my life. But all those memories and all those meetings that I've had just poof out the window, forgotten. Nobody know like Latroy doesn't know who I am, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. I would also say no because I'm 26 years old. My pro- athletic prime would be past <laughs> me. So what's the point of being able to be athletic when your prime's already past you? So you got all those memories. Yeah, you know we got oh, all the memories from the, the different twins autograph parties that yeah. we were at. Um, you remember meeting David Ortiz? Yep, I I remember I. I, Poppy. I threw I threw a <laughs> threw the ball at him that we were getting signed. You didn't throw like, it. You kind of rolled it. Rolled at him, it because I, I was a stupid kid and didn't <laughs> realize that the autographs would get like messed up if you rolled it across the table. But David Ortiz stopped it from rolling off the table. And I remember he looked around at everyone else and said, "See, they say I can't play first base, <laughs> <laughs> but he was able to make that stop. <laughs> he made a great catch. Yeah, yeah. That was back when the Twins barely used him, and he was." Um, pretty much used as a DH, you know, every other game or something. Mm-hmm. And he was always available for autographs. It, we have a team signed baseball. <laughs> Do you remember that one? That the whole team signed yeah. and, and ballpoint pen like you're supposed to, <laughs> except for Ortiz signed it in a Sharpie, which is kind of nice because it really stands out. But, yeah. you know, if you know the rule about uh, getting an autograph on a baseball, you, you do it in a ballpoint pen, not a, with a Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it, there's a signature right there. You can see it, David Ortiz. Oh, that's funny. We'll have to, we'll have to show that. At some point on our Instagram or something, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a he was a great guy too. But again, yeah. these are all these guys that you got to meet. Um, so it was quite a well. Not know, to mention, up. like you said, um, at card shows that we go to in Chicago and things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are moments where we're the last in line, and people like Bart Starr, who's a great person. But you wonder. I've always wondered, at least. You know, would he take as much time as he did with us if I wasn't right. in a wheelchair? I don't know, but you, you know, you'd like to think that he would, but you just never know. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, yeah, a great guy that you got to meet throughout the years. Um, you also got to meet some Packer players throughout the years too, yeah. as well. So you got to be in the locker room and, and meet Brett Favre after a game. Um, a couple other players as William well. Henderson. So I remember Alan. I'm on green. Alan Ross and uh, showed you how to use a digital camera <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> That's one of the first digital cameras, and I couldn't figure out how to use it. And he showed me how to use yeah. it. So yeah. So I mean, great memories like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, you you went through quite a bit with the the surgeries, and so um, it's nice to have those. Yeah. Positive and good memories as well. And like you said, I've never let the wheelchair define me. Um, I've always wanted to be as normal as one can be. Um, and so, you know, through all of this, I was always told by individuals such as Latroy or Eddie Gardardo or Harmon that I, you know, had a great baseball mind, which I don't know if I really do, but they always thought that I was cut out for broadcasting and I always was told that I had a great broadcasting voice so when i graduated from high school i decided to go to college and i i went to college and i got my degree in four years in mass communications with an emphasis in creative digital media which broadcasting was kind of lumped into creative digital media when i was there so it's not exactly broadcasting but it's a part of the creative digital media degree 
and I, you know, took took a few years after college and tried to find a find a job in the field, and it's not as easy as uh, you would think. So I ended up going and just getting a job dealing with taxes, and <laughs> it's not really fun or anything that I wanted to do. However, you know, three years out of school, I finally got my dream internship with a baseball team in the Northwoods League, which if you don't know what that is, it's a league of college baseball players who kind of use the summer as another piece to their resume for um, MLB teams where they're trying to get noticed and trying to get um, put on team's radar so they can maybe make it. And they've um, had players such as Max Scherzer come through the ranks in the Northwoods League. So I was all excited for that. And then uh, I think we all know what happened in the world this past year, and it was unfortunately canceled. So kind of back to square one, and that's kind of how this podcast was born, was, hey, you know, kind of stuck here. Uh, don't really have any options in terms of this broadcasting thing, so why don't we get a podcast rolling? Because we've always had interesting stories to tell, and you've been collecting for so long that I'm kind of using my creative digital media expertise when I put out all this uh, content for you guys, and it's kind of a good way to help me cope with not being able to do my internship and also get ready for my internship if it so happens this next summer. And you know that um, Chicago White Sox, mm-hmm. they're on their, their broadcaster, uh, I think on the radio, has cerebral palsy. That's true. I remember seeing a story about that um, you showed me back in the day. So obviously it's not out of the ordinary. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully this uh, actually happens this summer and mm-hmm. we'll see where it takes you from there. Yeah. But like you said... Many, uh, many great memories and uh, fun times that I wouldn't trade for the world. And I think, you know, if it wasn't for the cerebral palsy and having the surgeries, being in the hospital, who's to say that I ever meet the people that I meet? Right. I mean, maybe I meet, still meet Latroy and Eddie because we had the season tickets. And I remember uh, one funny story about Latroy and Eddie is... During betting practice, I would I would bring Starbursts with me, <laughs> That's right. and um, I would trade them Starbursts for baseballs that were hit to them, and so I thought that was one of the greatest trades you could ever make, and I have <laughs> a plethora of batting practice uh, baseballs from Twins batting practice. <laughs> we couldn't go to a Twins game without having our Starbursts with us. Right. <laughs> I remember I would always give Eddie the pink ones. You did, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but you always did. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he liked them. I don't remember. <laughs> but, but yeah, you, you just think back to that. Those are great times. And, yeah. um, you know, you, you still see Latroy if he's at the, um, mm-hmm. or Eddie if they're at a Twins Fest and they still remember you and come up and, you know, shake your hand, give you a hug, whatever it is. Yeah. So it's great that they still, you know, remember you after all these years. And I consider them, you know, friends. I mean, I would do. Yeah. yeah. You can contact them. And I still text LaDroy every once in a while. And that's somebody that'd be kind of fun to have on the podcast. I thought hey, that's a good idea for you to have from a player's perspective. What's what's it like to be hounded for autographs? Yeah. 
That'd be Especially fun. before a game, you know, do you enjoy that? Is it the pain in the butt? Is it, is it just part of the, you know, it's part of the job? It's you do that? Gig, yeah. You know? Yeah, I know, you know, for this is kind of getting away from the people that I've met, but, you know, J.J. Watt earlier this year kind of gave that passionate speech to the media about, you know, if you're if you're not a player or if you're a player in the NFL and you don't do your lifting and you're not in the gym trying to get better every day, working out all that stuff, um, then what are you doing here? You know, you mm-hmm. are one of the lucky ones. And I think that goes, I'm curious to hear from a player's perspective, like you said, is it just par for the course for them where they realize I am so grateful that I like Harmon, Mm-hmm. Like you yeah, to bring so it back to Harmon, that, yeah. He, that people actually wanted to get his autograph. Yeah. He's like, you know, of course I'm honored, and of course I'll sign your, your whatever you have mm-hmm. because I can't believe that you actually want my autograph. Yeah, and uh, Harmon was a fantastic person, an even better player. And like we talked about last week, with his record, his home run, 573 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of unfortunate that he's been surpassed by some people that. Are a little sus uh, um, with the steroids and, you, you know, Alex Rodriguez being one, uh, you know, Barry Bonds, mm-hmm. did he, did he not? Who knows? But it's just, it's unfortunate. Right. Yeah. And of course, um, Latroy, you know who he's, uh, who his godson is, right? Patrick Mahomes. Right. Yep. yep. So, so uh, and if you don't know that story, um, Patrick Mahomes' dad, Pat Mahomes, was a pitcher at the same time with the twins, um, with Latroy Hawkins, and they were good friends and continue to be good friends. Yeah. So if, if you were wondering who we're rooting for in the Super Bowl. Yeah, definitely Kansas City. It will be Kansas City. And that's only partially because of Pat Mahomes. Who really wants to see Tom Brady win another one? <laughs> Let's be <laughs> honest. tired of that, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I could hope for is if he does win it, maybe he'll retire. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. Um, have the Packers in there next year. But, yeah, I mean, I hope uh, I hope that does it uh, for you guys. If you have any questions about uh, my cerebral palsy or if you have cerebral palsy or a disability of some sort and you want to reach out to me, I'm more than happy to talk to you. Uh, be sure to hit us up on Twitter at collector underscore N underscore sun, uh, Instagram at collector underscore and underscore sun, or our YouTube channel at Collector and Son, where we post videos of Memorabilia Monday, where we take a piece from my dad's collection and we show you a visual representation and kind of talk about the piece and how we came across it and how we got it and what it means to us. Uh, we also post visual uh, clips from the podcast. So, you know, we'll clip up a two minute segment from here and you can kind of see our facial expressions and uh what we're wearing i know today you finally switched out of your packer sweatshirt so. <laughs> i guess since the season's over it's yeah, time to change and yeah. wear something else that uh you know had to uh, change it for a couple months while the packers were on a roll right uh you can also you know visit us at facebook um at collector and son um we're really trying to grow our audience here we have uh 108 followers on Instagram at the moment, and we're trying to hit 200. We've got 14 subscribers on YouTube, and we're trying to hit uh, 25. Uh, this week, we will be having 
memorabilia Monday on Monday. We're not going to reveal yet what that's going to be. That's going to be a surprise for you guys. But we're also going to have an unboxing from a hit parade uh, dropping on Wednesday. So be sure to look out for that. Can we pull Aaron Rodgers autograph jersey? I hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. The, uh, the invitation's still out there, by the way, Aaron, if you want to come over <laughs> for dinner some night for Meatloaf Monday. We're still waiting. So... Um, I've heard rumors that he's, Aaron, uh, you, that he's listening to this. So, <laughs> If you want to message us on uh, social media at any of those, Aaron, be sure to message us. And with that being said, uh, any final thoughts, Dan? No, I don't think so. I think it's just, you know, interesting to know a little bit about your, your backstory. And um, since we had teased it a few times about you being in a wheelchair. and Yeah, uh, the people were getting angry. I want to know the story. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's you know go to these shows and it's interesting to see you know the all, all these different people and um but it's always kind of a challenge to get you through the lines with the with the wheelchair yeah <laughs> you, know, you got these small hey, little yeah. lanes you have to go through and, and you always worry about running it. over somebody's foot yeah <laughs> that's happened before not not the celebrities not the autograph right, people right. but you know people in line and you feel so bad um but just trying to maneuver through that is sometimes a challenge but yeah we make it work somehow yeah it's always worth it in the end. It's worth the struggle. Good things come to those who wait, as they say. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode of Collector and Son. So thank you once again for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, remember to always keep it mint. And we'll see you next Tuesday. All right. Bye. Bye.